I'm Kristen Pleasanton, Deputy Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. With me in the studio is Ariane Harley, Director of Music and Operations, Leslie Acker-Rowe, Director of Mentoring and Student Services, and Nick Orlando, Director of Finance and Development at the Cathedral Choir School of Delaware. Welcome, you guys, to Delaware State of the Arts. Thank you. Um, Ariane, let's start with you, and I'd like to talk a little bit about your background um, in the arts. Well, I have always been drawn to the arts. Um, I first uh, started uh, singing when I was seven in the Peabody Conservatory's Children's Chorus. Um, Strangely enough, or um, I'd say strangely (laughs) enough, their program is very similar to the Choir School's program in many aspects, that in it is modeled in a UK tradition that it is a rigorous program. Um, so it is very similar to the choir school. So I do feel like I've come um, full circle and I'm really uh, giving back and having uh, a hand in developing musicians in the way that I was brought up. But, you know, I went to Goucher College. I received two bachelor's degrees, one in theory and composition and the other in vocal performance. So it was an arts degree. And then I moved to Delaware for graduate studies and I received there two master's degrees, one in choral conducting and the other in vocal performance. Great. Uh, so it sounds like the, the Cathedral Choir School is the perfect place for you right it now. It is. It's a fabulous, <laughs> fabulous fit. Great. And let's talk about the history of the choir and the choir school. Well, the choir is about to begin our 132nd season. Wow. So it a long and rich history and a long and rich tradition. So the choir really began at the Cathedral Church of St. John when it began. Uh, It's very interesting that it actually began without a principal choral conductor. Hmm. Um, And then as it grew and developed, you know, they decided that they wanted to hire a choral conductor. At that time, it was a choir of men and boys. As time went on, that choir began to um, have... Boys that whose voices were changing, and they were still allowed to be in the choir as well. And then there was a girls' choir that was running parallel to the choir of men and boys. Then finally, women were accepted into the choir, and then finally, girls were accepted. <laughs> into the choir. And now the choir school is um, open to men and women, boys and girls of all ages. Great, and this the choir school is really a wonderful opportunity. For, for children um, as an after-school program. Um, is that correct? That is correct. Um, I often refer to the choir school program as an art reach program. It is a program that draws people in through the power of music and transforms their lives. Uh, our students come Monday through Thursday. They have music instruction, piano lessons, musicianship lessons, voice lessons, and they also have a rich offering of academic support, which includes mentoring, one-on-one mentors, that's spend an hour with a child each week. It includes a structured study hall, tutors. It includes a cooking class. It includes so much. A teen dialogue, which is a career and college readiness seminar where students talk about possible careers and possible future educational paths. And they also talk about current events that are happening in the world today. Wow, that's excellent. And you have sort of a philosophy of um, harmonizing life and learning. So how does that play out? Yes, we do harmonize life and learning here at the choir school. We take a holistic approach, and that's where that tagline really came from, is that a student is going to be successful in life when they 
are entrenched in the arts or they are completely involved with that. But that also means that you have to be a scholar. That also means that you have to be um, engaged in your community. It means that you need to be giving back as well. So those are our core values at the choir school, that we are not just here to create musicians. We are not just here to create scholars, but we are here to create leaders who are going to contribute back to our communities. Excellent. And who are you serving? Who, what is the community that you serve and where are you pulling your students from? Our students come from a broad area um, throughout Wilmington, inner city Wilmington, 19802, 19801. We have students. Uh, we also have students coming from as far as Bear and Newcastle as wow. well. One of our students is actually um, now going to be coming from uh, Middletown, goes to school in Middletown and is coming all the way um, to be a part of our program. So it's very exciting, and it does have a very broad reach, though the majority of our students are coming from the inner city of Wilmington. And what are their ages approximately? We accept students from age 7 through 17, so that's approximately second grade throughout high school. We do have students who will turn 18 throughout the course of the year, and of course we keep them throughout the <laughs> program. And that, those are the children that we serve, but there is also a vibrant adult community. We take pride in our intergenerational community. So we have um, singers, adult singers as well, semi-professional and professional singers um, who range from college aged through, um, through singers in their 60s and their 70s who are helping the kids in their formation um, as musicians. We also have volunteers who are coming in many of whom are working professionals, and many of whom are retired individuals. Mm, so mm -hmm. coming into the choir school, you see a, just a great diversity, and we celebrate that diversity. And are you pretty much um, the only program of this type in this region, or where's the nearest similar? We are the only one in this region that is doing exactly what we are doing. Um, there is another program that is in Asbury Park in New Jersey, um, there's one that is getting some traction in Philadelphia, but we are the only one in this region that is taking this holistic approach mm -hmm. um, at this time. Well, Delaware is very fortunate then to have you guys here. Uh, and how does a student um, become a part of this? Is there an audition process? There is um, an enrollment process. We don't usually use the word audition okay. process because for us that implies that we're looking to see and assess where you are. We call it a hearing. We want to hear where your potential is and where we can take you and what the journey will be for us. And so in that process, we sit down with the student and their family. Uh, we talk about their goals, their expectations, our goals, our expectations, and we first make sure that they line up. That's what we do before we even sing a note. Um, <laughs> after we do that, um, we listen to the student sing, and they only need to match pitch. If they're able to match pitch, then they're able to be accepted into our program. So we're really proud to be able to offer it to students of all different abilities and all different experiences and backgrounds. Great. And a little bit about the economics. Um, are, what is the fee structure? Are there scholarships? Is there assistance for, for students that want to get in the program? Yes. Our program is a fully scholarship program. So students are of any background are eligible for these full merit scholarships, but it is a fully scholarship program. One thing that we do ask is that we ask of our families to, um, to help continue um, through a community contribution. 
and that is based on their need, uh, their need, their means rather, mm-hmm. um, and what they can. And so, what those funds help to do is to make sure that this program is here for students in the future. Great, great. And as a nonprofit organization, um, how about where do the other funds come for your for your operating? Sure, I'll let Nick talk a little bit. Okay. It's a great question. Um, we, we continue um, to seek out a broad range of support for the program. Um, we are still um, being supported by a nice group of local foundations mm-hmm. uh, that are very important to us and that have appreciated for many years the work that we're doing with children, especially in the city of Wilmington. But for um, at least 20 years now, the uh, significant amount of support over that time has come from individuals. Oh. And uh, we continue to stay in touch with them and um, and report to them on what is happening and how they are helping uh, to make a difference, not for us, the choir school, but for these children mm-hmm. directly. Mm-hmm. That's really where. And as we continue to grow and expand, we are looking um, to, to broaden the scope of support, uh, both from the state and the federal level, and to engage uh, regional corporations in this journey that we're on, on behalf of our students. That's great. Uh, when you talk about um, what the student would experience there as part of your program, what, what's a typical day? If they come in on a Monday after school, what, what might happen? Sure. Leslie, do you want to talk about a normal day? Sure. So our students come to us after school. We run a couple of minivans, and um, many of our students, probably about 90% of them, require transportation to the choir school program in the afternoon. So we have drivers who will go out to the schools and also to children's homes and pick up our students and bring them in in the afternoon. So our earliest students um, who are coming out from high school can get there as early as 2.30. And then the other kids start trickling in all throughout the afternoon. During that time, we do uh, receive a meal from the Food Bank of Delaware, which goes a long way towards helping our students, um, you know, have something to eat in the afternoon. We also, of course, um, buy things in addition to that to supplement the meal that they receive from the food bank. Um, A lot of our kids are coming to us straight from school, and then they're not going home until 6 o'clock at the earliest. But if they have a choir rehearsal that evening, they could be in the building until 7.30 or 8.00. 30. So um, feeding them is really critical. During that afternoon time, we're running our study hall, which is an opportunity for kids to get their homework finished, as well as to have help for that homework. So we do have uh, homework helpers, as we call them. They are mentors who come in specifically to help with homework. We also have tutors who are folks that want to come in and help specifically with maybe some of the higher level academic needs um, for science and math, those sorts of things. And then we also uh, have some activities for the kids during the afternoon. During that afternoon time, that's when they have their musicianship classes and their voice lessons and their piano study. This is also when we have our one-on-one mentoring sessions scheduled for the students. And we also then have some enrichment activities for them during that time. That's when we might hold a cooking class or we might have an outreach project that we're working on to give back to the community. Or we may just have some additional educational things that we're doing with them to help expand their horizons. That sounds really fun, too, as, as well as educational. Yes. Um, I'd like to take a minute to remind our listeners that you're tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. 
Today I'm talking with Arianne Harley, Director of Music and Operations, Leslie Acker-Rowe, Director of Mentoring and Student Services, and Nick Orlando, Director of Finance and Development at the Cathedral Choir School of Delaware. We were just talking about what a student might experience when they go into the program. And I, I know that you've mentioned piano instruction is, is a part of that program. And all the students participate in that? Yes. How the sequence of music instruction works um, outside of the choral rehearsal is that every student, when they first come to the choir school, is enrolled in a voice lesson, which makes sense. Uh-huh. And a musicianship lesson. A musicianship lesson is where we do basic musicianship training. We learn how to read music. We learn about key signatures, clefs, solfeggio, all those great, wonderful things, and it integrates what we call keyboard proficiency. We want all of our students to be able to have a basic understanding of the piano such that if they need to be able to play a part to teach themselves, they are able to do that. Our students then, our students who reach a benchmark during musicianship, then um, rise to taking piano lessons, and that is your traditional piano lesson where you're learning the great master works um, on piano. So it is a wonderful, wonderful and enriching experience um, that complements really the choral um, experience. Excellent. And I, I think I read that if a student doesn't own a piano at home, that they do get to borrow something. That's correct. We do put pianos in students' homes because we want to make sure that they are able to practice. Right. And it's really, really important just to have 10 to 15 minutes of practice every day is vital to the student being successful. Um, we would love to have a piano in every single home, but that means we would have a, a large number of pianos. <laughs> We've got 42 to 50 pianos to put in homes. So we've also now established a piano lab, and that is um, a place where volunteers actually come and pianists come in, and they can actually sit next to a child and help them practice and help them go through some musicianship work. Um, and it helps us as um, we would love to put a piano in every student's home, and that way we can make sure that we put those pianos in the advanced students' homes, whereas uh -huh. our younger students and our newer students um, are, are able to have someone teach them how to practice right. and how to go to their music. So we're very proud of that piano program. We're very happy to be able to put these pianos in homes, and we're very excited about our piano lab. Great. Before we go more into the program, let's talk um, about how people can find out about the program and where you have everything listed and all of that. Sure. The best way to find us is to visit us on our website. Our web address is www.ccsde.org. It's a mouthful, it sounds <laughs> like. But C as in cathedral, C as in choir, S as in school, D, E as in Delaware.org. Um, if you are interested in learning more about volunteering, becoming a mentor, maybe spending an afternoon in the piano lab, or maybe just coming in to talk about your educational experience in our, our team dialogue, you can always go to ccsde.org slash volunteer, and there you can find all of the information um, to link up with us. Great. Also, uh, there, are, there are a variety of activities beyond the music education um, that they're involved in. And one that piqued my interest was the cooking, because I know a lot of kids don't get a chance to do that at home. So, so let's talk about that part of the program. 
Well, the cooking class is actually one of the most popular things that we do at the <laughs> choir school. Um, our students love the cooking classes. We have volunteers who come in from the community who will lead an afternoon cooking class. We have about an hour, hour and a half to do that in, so we don't have a significant amount of time. Um, but we do fit that in around the lessons and the start of our rehearsals in the evening. So we try to do that once a week at the choir school. Um, we are... Um, renting space at the Episcopal Church of St. Andrews and Matthew, which is at 8th and Shipley Streets in downtown Wilmington. And they, in the last two years, redid their kitchen. And oh. it is a phenomenal space now for us to use for our cooking classes. Right. And um, what we do is we try to expand, again, the palate of our students. So um, we do some fun things, you know, cookies and things like that around the holidays. But during the course of the cooking classes, we try to introduce them to whole grains like quinoa, Um, you know, something that they might not experience in their daily lives at home. We introduce them to different fruits and vegetables. Um, We'll make soups with them and, um, you know, kind of pilafs and just all sorts of different things. Um, It depends on, you know, the different volunteers that come in who want to share a special recipe with our students. Um, And this is a wonderful opportunity for the kids to get some hands-on experience actually working with the food as well as tasting it. And we always make enough that we can go around the building then and share a taste of what was made with everyone who happens to be in the building that afternoon. Do you hear that? Potential volunteers, you also might get food. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, we spend so much time with our students, and that's why our program is successful. Uh, 100% of our students graduate from high school, which is an extraordinary, extraordinary, extraordinary feat. And we're happy about that, as many of our students are coming from neighborhoods where that is not the case and that is not the norm. So we're very happy to be able to do that. And on an average year, our students spend 45,780 hours in their grade. Wow. So it's significant, the amount of time they do that. And just a little bit more about our students. 55% of them are eligible for family reach. 50% of them live without a biological father in the household. So this program really is a support for the child and for the family mm-hmm. itself. We are advocates for the families. We go into the schools. We go to parent-teacher conferences. Um, they come and consult us about where should I send my school for middle school and high school. So we're really advocates for the students, the whole child, mm-hmm. the municipal part of the child, the academic part of the child, and the social part of the child. Right. I, I think, too, uh, I just wanted to mention that we are, at heart, a volunteer organization. I know that you know, you're speaking with three staff members that are, that are at the choir school, but when we last uh, counted just about a month ago, 89 volunteers have stepped forward this past year, wow. uh, which is up significantly even over the prior year, to come in, to share their experiences, to share their time, really on behalf of the children. And that amounted to a little over 7,500 hours mm. in volunteer time just in this past program year. So I want to send a thank you to those folks who have been so generous with their time uh, for the program. Great. And as you've been working with the students, have you seen a correlation with um, doing the music and the study and taking the time and how it improves their academic performance? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Just 
there was one student in particular in the past year. Uh, we, there were many students, but, <laughs> but, but one student in particular um, really was struggling this uh, year. And so we were saying, okay, what are we going to do here? Come to the car school. We're going to put you on a development plan, and we're going to discuss this plan every Thursday. We're going to make goals. We're going to we, – we, uh, Smart goals uh-huh. know, is what we always talk about, and we're going to measure them. And just the difference that I have seen in his motivation, and yes, in his academic progress, which is it's just a complete turnaround, is very, 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 very encouraging. And that's one story. All of the students are success stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think of another student who, when she came into the choir school, had a 1.4, 1.5 average and is now having a 3.2 average. All of this through mentoring and music. So that, that excites me. Mm-hmm. That really, really excites me to see that development. Right. Excellent. And there are also a lot of travel and performance opportunities. Is that correct? Absolutely. The choir sings nearly weekly throughout the academic year. Um, an academic year, just to give you a sense, is between, depending on which school, 36 to 42 uh, weeks in a school year. We, this year, did 36 performances. Um, the year before, we did almost 45 performances. So we sang once a week, basically, throughout the school year, sometimes more than that, at a variety of different places, museums, civic events. Um, the mayor might ask us to sing for something. Houses of Worship reach out to us to sing for them. We do an annual concert each year. We just came off one in uh, this past June, which was um, incredibly successful. Um, and so we are also going to have some wonderful things coming up this fall. We have Fari's Requiem, which we're doing, a program called Singing to Heaven, featuring Fari's Requiem at St. Peter's Cathedral downtown on the 1st at 4 o'clock. Um, and we're also doing a concert at the Smyrna Opera House on the 5th of December at 7.30, then again reprising that same concert here at Trinity Episcopal at 7.30 on the 12th of December. So come out and see our students. Great. Well, we're out of time today. I'd like to thank Aaron Harley, Leslie Acker-Rowe, and Nick Orlando of the Cathedral Choir School of Delaware. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.